1: Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God.
0: And the saints all with gladness are singing the song of the redeemed. song of the
1: redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. It's a joy for us to bring the Word of God to you on this Thursday. I know some folks yesterday contacted us about the podcast. It was a help to them in their Christian walk and how we rejoice in that. We thank God that folks are receiving some help from the words of God that he's put on this podcast, the reading of the scripture, and then the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when God is pleased uh, with the word of God, delights in his son, he always delighteth in his son. And then it pleases the Lord, I believe, to help us and how we rejoice in that. And uh, today we're going to begin in verse 137, Zadim. Uh, and again, I know I'm not Hebrew, I'm not going to pronounce that in the Hebrew, but T-Z-A-D-D-I, now it's Zachti, if you really want to get guttural about that. Uh, but t- today, as we look at Psalm uh, 119, 137, we've been at Psalm 119 for quite a few uh, episodes now of the podcast, and we're going to look at some of these scriptures here, it might be here for two days in these passages, because both of these next sections, Kof also is Messianic as long as Zachti. And so we see Jesus Christ in these passages. We see these as the work of God through the person of Jesus Christ. We see his cry. We see his deliverance. And we see some key words here. And some of these we really need to look at. I believe it's going to be helpful in identifying other parts of uh, Messianic Psalms and other portions of Messianic Psalms. And so as we look at these, beginning in verse 137, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. And so again, he looks at the judgments of the Lord. And as we look at Psalm 119, we've identified these. Those of you that maybe are new to the podcast, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes, especially as one, two, and three. That's Psalm 119, part one, two, and three. We see the judgments of the Lord. And we see the Lord's righteous judgments. We see his upright judgments. And then he says, Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. And it's interesting the Lord has commanded these testimonies. We learned early in this section of Psalm 119, that a testimony is an eyewitness account. A testimony is a, a given account, a true statement. It's an absolute. Someone has bore witness, but the Lord commanded it. And so the things that they have seen, the things that they have heard, the things that they have witnessed, we know that David before, uh, aforetime rather, not before time, but aforetime saw Jesus Christ, Acts chapter two told us that David saw Jesus Christ. Others have seen Jesus Christ. These are the testimonies of the Lord and he's commanded them. They're very faithful. And then he says, my zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. And so as we get into that, we begin to see a few other things there uh, concerning Jesus Christ, concerning the words of God. That, and each one of those, no coincidence, is not just how this was translated. It's that God put it there for us to understand this. In verse 34 of Psalm 119, he says, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. He said in verse 140, Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised. It's interesting he said that because the one thing I've looked at with that passage, the I am there of Psalms, and I preached that many, many months ago, but the I am of Psalms, I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. We know Jesus Christ was rejected of men and he was despised of men. And he was absolutely despised, he was hated. Uh, men gaped upon him with their mouths. They cursed him. They mocked him. Why? He was absolutely despised of men. Now, that's not enough to say this is messianic, but where this goes is in verse 141, I am small and despised. And I had to go back to the book of Exodus and one of those lessons the Lord taught me many years ago. Uh, looking at Exodus, and this is just the teaching of the Lord. This is no no pride in Tim McVeigh to say, I came up with this, or I thought of this. No, it's the instruction of the Holy Ghost. And he does that for every one of his children. He'll give them the wisdom of God. In verse 35 of Exodus chapter 30, And thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together, pure and holy. So there it is. It's pure. What did he say? Thy word is very pure. Who's the word? It's Jesus Christ. We know that. And he says, And thou shalt beat some of it very small, and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee, It shall be unto you most holy. So thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. What does he tell us? He said, His zeal hath consumed, because my enemies have forgotten thy words. And so, Jesus Christ is that perfume, that the art of the apothecary. He is that perfume beaten small, and that is the picture, that is the type. Yet, when he's beaten, the fragrance is released. When he is beaten, his sweetness comes out. When he is beaten, his uh, perfume fills the room. That's the sweetness, the aroma of Jesus Christ. And so, I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. He's been humbled. He's been obedient. He's been reduced to nothing, yet he does not forget the precepts of God. So again, we look at this, and and in my thinking, my way of thinking, I introduce these thoughts to people in hopes that people will take this and gain more understanding from this. But I do see Jesus Christ in that, because then in verse 142, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. What is the righteousness of God? Romans Chapter 3, chapter 2, chapter 4, they all tell us, chapter 5 goes into it, the righteousness of God is Jesus Christ. And so when he said, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, he's the eternal God. He's the everlasting God. And that's Jesus Christ. And so again, we see just, it's the words that God has given us. Now, the contention that men have with these things is over the words. And they say, well, that's just the English translation of it. And you can say that. That's fine. That is the English translation of it. The English translation of it is correct. The English translation of it is the words of God. The English translation of it ministers to my heart in my native tongue. The English words is what God gave us and preserved for us that we can understand this is the person of Jesus Christ. He is the word in verse 140. He's small and despised in verse 141. He's the righteousness of God in verse 142. He says, trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Why? He's troubled on every hand. He's been made sin for us. He's been condemned. He's been judged. Yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. So the righteousness of thy testimonies, what is the testimony of God? It's a testimony of Jesus Christ. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. And so again, it's not grasping at straws. This is just a year of studying these Messianic Psalms, looking at verses, looking at words, and letting myself believe what God is saying. And it is a matter of simply believing what God is saying. And I know folks say, well, that's a stretch, or you're really pushing to find that. But if in the volume of the book, it is written of me, then I'd say he's in the volume of the book. We just have to see him in the volume of the book. We have to see his work, and by faith, we can believe what God said. Now, we're going to be in Koph, which is verse 145, in Koph. He says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. That's what we read in verse 34, a little bit earlier in the podcast. Give me understanding, I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. That's the cry of Jesus Christ. And I've talked about that many times on this podcast, preached it many times, that cry of the righteous, the cry of Jesus Christ. As he cries out to the Father, and he cries out for mercy, and he cries out for help, and he does that with his whole heart. I cried unto thee, verse 146, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. Now, some of you may not be convinced yet, but let me just go through some of these other messianic psalms with you, and let's look at that simple phrase, save me. Now, this is nothing profound. This is something anybody can do. A trained ape could do this. He just wouldn't be able to believe it, but he could do the, the work of it. He could do the technology end of it, but it takes faith to believe it. It takes faith to understand God. It takes faith to believe the work of God. Psalm 3 and verse 7 you say, what do you mean that the, the ape could do this? He could type in these words into a search engine, especially KingJamesBibleOnline.org. I want to highly recommend that. They have a tremendous app. They have a tremendous search. And, and it's a man who's been very uh, much on understanding the King James Bible, the issue of the King James Bible, the work of the King James Bible. And he's put this out there. It's easy to search. You can easily find phrases, expressions, words. And it's a great tool. It's a great tool to read the Bible. Psalm 3 and verse 7, this is searching that expression, save me, on kingjamesbibleonline.org. And that's a plug for them, kingjamesbibleonline.org. Psalm 3 and 7, arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone, thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Now again, somebody says, well, is that messianic? Is that Jesus Christ there? When you look at Psalm 3, and I I have to personally believe it is Jesus Christ, and the reason I say that is because in verse 7, he says, I will declare the decree in verse 2, in 7, that is, the Lord has said to me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And then from from verse 7 of chapter 2, he goes into chapter 3, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be who say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah verse 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Down in verse 7, arise, O Lord, save me. Verse 8, salvation belongeth unto the Lord. I do see Jesus Christ. I see the faith of Jesus Christ. I see the deliverance of Jesus Christ. Psalm 6 and verse 4, absolutely messianic. Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. Psalm 7 and verse 1. O Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Again, Messianic, Jesus Christ. Psalm 22, verse 21. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorn. The entire psalm, Messianic psalm, Jesus Christ, the faith of Jesus Christ. And that's one of the things you must look at when you're looking for Messianic psalms. Is this the faith of Jesus Christ? Psalm 31 and verse 2. Bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily, for thou art my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. Verse 16, make thy face to shine upon thy servant, save me for thy mercy's sake. There's the servant, just Jesus Christ. He made himself a servant. Psalm 44 and verse 6. Again, the words that God has given us to understand these things. In verse 6 of Psalm 44, for I'm not trusting my bow, neither shall my sword save me. What saves him? It's his faith. God delivers him by his own faith. God delivers him by the faith of Jesus Christ. Psalm 54 in verse 1, save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Psalm 55 in verse 16, as for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me, Even the morning and noon shall I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 57 and verse 3, and I know there's a lot of these, but I want to go through these because every one of these I see as a messianic psalm. Verse 3, he shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. So he said he would save him from the reproach of him that would swallow him up. Verse 4, my soul was among lions and I lie even among them that are, not, that are set on fire, That's interesting, isn't it? He lies among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongue a sharp sword, the faith of Jesus Christ. and God delivers him by his own righteousness, by the cleanness of his hands. Psalm 59 and verse 2, deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloody men. Psalm 69 and verse 1, in the word of God, save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. Psalm 71 and verse 2. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. And this is one of the more obvious messianic Psalms. Be thou my strong habitation. Whereunto I may continually resort, that thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. And the Lord did command to save him. Why? Because the Lord had prophesied that he would deliver him, that he would save him, that he would not leave his soul in hell, neither would he suffer the Holy One to see corruption. Psalm 109, verse 26, and this is that odd psalm, the first half, Absolutely, that man of sin, Judas Iscariot, the son of perdition. The second half of this is absolutely Jesus Christ, the resurrection. Verse 26, help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to thy mercy. Then he said this, that they may know that this is thy hand, that thou, Lord, hast done it. Then we go to our text in Psalm 119. Several places in Psalm 119, we first saw it in verse 94. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. Our text today, Psalm 140, verse 146, I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. And then lastly, Psalm 138, we've not gotten there yet, but I'll give you a little hint on the inside. In verse 7, the Lord, he said, "Thou, I walk in the midst of troubles, thou wilt revive me, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. So again, we see the work of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Did the Lord save him? Yes, he did. Did the Lord deliver him? Yes, he did. Why did the Lord do that? Because he cried unto him by faith. He believed God and it was his faith that delivered him. So he cried unto thee, save me and I shall keep thy testimonies. What is he saying? And Lord, if you deliver me from this, then your testimonies will be kept because you testified that I would, you testified that I will, you testified that an absolute, there's going to be a resurrection. Your soul will not be left in hell. The Holy One will not see corruption. It's the testimony God has given of his son. And Jesus Christ, the son of God, fulfilled that testimony. I'm going to stop there. I've not stopped in the middle of a section yet, but we're done our time allotment that we normally give for the podcast. We'll continue in cough in verse 147, probably go down to 160 on tomorrow's podcast. Pray for us. We'll pray for you.
0: There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness
1: and mercy.
0: the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.